Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. We're good. We're good. <laughs> so, welcome to the On Water Podcast, episode two. Uh, this is our second time filming this, recording this, because uh, we did not pray. And I fully admit that. Um, we need to start with prayer. We always need to start with prayer because that's the thing. I really felt it in my spirit where it's like, if I don't start with prayer and I don't allow God to be at the center of my heart, like, and the thing is prayer is not necessarily for like, okay, God, like you need to work here and, and make it powerful. It's like, no, like it needs to be my heart posture. My heart posture needs to be in the right place before I start anything. And to be able to do that, that needs to start with prayer, right? Um, where I need to sit and uh, meditate on the fact that God needs to be at the center of this podcast and that nothing else, not a, none of my work or what I want out of it is going to be um, what makes this podcast even fruitful in any way. And so uh, we deleted everything <laughs> that we <laughs> filmed and, um, and yeah, we prayed and I really, now I feel more ready and prepared to uh, to speak you know uh, and we also changed the angle of our our filming which is great um, you know what God is good because he he knows he's like yeah you need to fix that angle <laughs> because after we prayed we fixed the angle and apparently it looks so much better right Jamie it looks so good. yeah so apparently it looks a lot better um, and I know that uh, for next time I actually want to have Jamie on the mic at a certain point. We'll see. Um, I've given Jamie the um, the openness to be on camera, but also be on mic. I have given her that chance. Um, and this is a perfect example of the, the whole walking on water theme we have is, Jamie, are you willing to walk on that water and take that step of faith? Are you? It's a test. It's a test for you. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. It really always depends on how God moves Jamie. Um, and that's the thing. I think God has a level of patience for us when we are scared and we, when we, when we feel like we can't, um, like we talked about being on the boat and, um, looking at all the amazing things that people and, and Jesus are doing. And, um, I think there is amount of um, grace that God has for us when we said, We're, I'm too scared to step outside of this boat for now. But like continue to show me the evidence of your power and continue to show me the ways that you can move through people. And maybe one day I can. So I think uh, I have grace and also Jesus has grace for whenever. Yes, it will happen. It will happen. Jamie will be on a mic, but it really depends on um, on when. And we're going to give her the freedom to choose uh, when she wants to do that. And I feel like that is um, an encouragement to me, but also a a way of, of like a very practical current example of um, the kind of people that we are trying to speak to is the people who might want to, you know, do things for the Lord and and actually live out the gospel, but feel fearful and feel like it's a big risk 
to their earthly lives. Um, and But this needs to be an encouragement uh, to you guys and to whoever uh, wants to take these steps, um, whether it be evangelism or even in your personal relationship with God, um, whether it's, um, you know, being more open about your faith to your family, to your friends, to um, to the world. Uh, if you, if you want to start uh, doing something on an online platform, um, if you want to be bold and, and relentless in showing, showing your love for Jesus, allowing this to be a way of encouragement, right? Um, because we need to show each other examples of, of relentless, you know, pursuit of showing the love of Jesus in, in this world, right? Uh, and I, I hope that, that people are encouraged um, by you, Jamie, by you, by the one day that you will be behind <laughs> a mic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and uh, before we actually started filming uh, this time around, um, Jamie and I were talking about basically of um, kind of being in a rut, like being in a uh, standstill in relationship with God and maybe just even in life, uh, feeling like... Mm, like we're not going anywhere. And um, it, it's great that we had that conversation because that's actually the kind of people that God has called me to talk to uh, is, um, like I said, like I grew up in the church and I um, kind of knew what it looked like to um, to be, what it looked like to be Christian, as I should say. Uh, and I did all the things of like, you know, like being on worship team and, and going to small groups and all that stuff. Uh, but I didn't think that there was any more I could know about God, which is, first of all, that's insane. <laughs> um, I thought that everything that I had experienced for the first like 18, 19 years of my life, even more, maybe like 20 years of my life, what I thought that what I had experienced in that many years in the church was the extent to what it means to be in a relationship with God. Uh, and I thought I was good. Mm. Truly. I was like, yeah, like I know what it looks like to be in a relationship with God. And, and this is it. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. I was just in a habitual religious uh, mindset. And I, I was living in sin and um, like living in sexual sin, sin, living in um, just like so much of my life was focused on how I can serve myself. But then being like, this is I'm living my life to serve myself. And then a part of my life, I will uh, also serve myself by seeming righteous under the guise of I love Jesus here. And let me, let me kind of dig more deeper into that where it's like I had, because I grew up in the church, I had the mindset like, Oh, to do like, to do all these things for God, to do all these things for the church meant that I was righteous. Right. And I craved that sense of righteousness and that sense of, of, of innocence. It's like, Oh, I'm not guilty. I'm doing what's good. I'm, you know, 
I'm a good person. And that's the that's the feeling I wanted for myself. And that's why I did all of these things for the church. And uh, a lot of people do that. Like, you know, they want to be a good person. So they so then they act, you know, morally correct. Um, they in their eyes of what a good person looks like. That's what they strive after. And at the end of the day, it's it's serving yourself. It's really serving yourself in a way of like, I want my identity to be some as, as a good person. Um, when at the end of the day, truly you're a good person and like what like it's that's it (laughs) there is nothing more at the end of the day you wanting to do good things so that you can tell yourself that you're a good person has no fruit it only serves yourself and it serves no one else um other people might benefit from the from the consequences of your decisions but at the end of it your heart is so that I can be called a good person um and it's meaningless at the end of the day and so um I I went on a tangent but (laughs) (laughs) um but at the end of the day uh we want to um live for something greater than ourselves we are called we are created to live for something that is greater than ourselves um and it's because we are created in the image of god and so um i i yeah god has called me to speak to those people who feel like they have reached the end of how much they know about god and how much how much deeper that they can go in their relationship with god and they're in this rut Right. In this rut where it's like, oh, like I do the same things. I, I try to read my Bible and I try to do all of these things, but I feel like I'm not getting I'm not getting that Holy Spirit like revival, like yeah. raw, you know. Yes. Like I'm on fire for God. Like I'm not getting there. I'm, I don't I wish I can love Jesus um, in a strong and in a passionate way. Oh. Sorry, I thought it stopped recording, but it's still recording. Um, yeah, like um, like the. God has called me to speak to the people who want to have this on fire relationship with God, but don't know how they're like, I've tried and, and I don't know how to get there. And, um, I, I, this is what I tell all of my disciples. So like I've discipled a couple of people and, um, I always tell them, there's four pillars of the faith, right? And I've told this to so many people. If you've heard me repeat it multiple times, I'm sorry, but you're going to hear it again. Um, the four pillars of the faith, uh, which is prayer, obviously, scripture, worship, and fellowship, right? The four pillars of the faith. If you imagine your faith in the Lord and your relationship with the Lord is like, you know, the the roof, the four pillars are what holds it up. And, um, um, and I kind of want to talk about each one of those things, right? Because I think we know, like we, like people, especially people who grew up in the church, we know, we know we need to pray. We know we need to read the Bible. We know we need to be in the church. We know all of these things Uh, and we know we need to worship, but that's the thing. It's like, do we know we need these things or do we actually know what they are and do it with a heart of intentionality 
right? Uh, and so, because I ask a lot of people, like, what, what, what is prayer for them? And what is worship? Like, what is worship? Right? And um, it, it's a difficult question to answer. But I feel like we can kind of dive deep into, especially for me. Like, I'll, I'll make it kind of a personal thing for me of how I kind of implement um, these four, like, how I do check-ins with these four pillars, right? Because I have in my journal different times in my life when I do different check-ins on the different uh, on these four different pillars and and it really reflects on what my relationship with God actually looks like right and so if you feel like um, you're in that rut you feel like oh I don't know um, how to grow in deeper intimacy with God this is a great place to start right so for instance like let's talk about the first one prayer like I'll check how many times you do pray and how often you pray and stuff like that but also to look at um, like is it quality prayer you know does it actually um does it actually grow help you grow in intimacy with god you know um because uh, this is i it's gonna sound bad <laughs> but you know there's um there's something that um uh, our pastor um says and it's like oh mickey mouse prayers <laughs> you know and he says like oh we're we can't be like giving mickey mouse prayers and i agree it's like, God, thank you for this beautiful weather. Thank you for giving me air to breathe. Thank you for making my legs work and giving me shelter. Okay, yeah. That's the bare minimum that God is going to do for you. You know, you're like, yes, we, we stand in awe. We're grateful for the little things. But it's like there is greater depth in prayer that we can actually uh, participate in. And... um and I think it's learning how to to be creative in our prayer too, where it's when we talk to our friends and when we talk to, um, you know, when we have conversations, it's not like, oh, okay, like, um, I don't know, nice shirt, like it's like the surface <laughs> level talk, like yeah, we can we can talk about like the surface level things, but it it, it doesn't actually grow intimacy with another person if we stay there, you know, and. Um, I, and this is the way that I kind of structure my prayer life, um, where, well, I always start off with Thanksgiving. Like whenever I pray, I always start with Thanksgiving and then acknowledging who God is and thanking God for who he is, but also thanking him for the things that he has provided and the ways that he has worked in my life. Um, and then I actually ask God what's on his heart, right? Like what's on his heart, what's on his heart for, for the world today. And, um, and asking God, like, what do you want to talk about today? Mm -hmm. You know, and that goes a hundred million different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, just as we don't sit with our friends and be like, okay, so like, we're going to talk about this and this and this today. Yeah. And this is the itinerary for our conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, why do we do that with God? <laughs> Like, we can sit and be like, God, like, what is on your heart today? What do you want to discuss with me today? You know? And um, sometimes he brings up, like, different people. And this is, um, like, I, intercessory prayer just, like, comes really naturally to me. So sometimes God brings me, like, the words of uh, the words for different people. He gives me uh, names um, that I, you know, could pray over. But um, also, like, 
he gives me nations sometimes it's like oh like today my heart is for this nation and i pray over this nation he has given me the heart for the city of toronto many times and so sometimes like i during my prayer time i pray over the city of toronto uh, i pray over our church queensway um and but that's the thing it's it's um it helps me grow in intimacy with God when I actually hear what he has on his heart for that day or what he has on his heart for that week, you know, and, um, and that's why I feel like I'm able to actually grow in intimacy with the people around me too, because sometimes God puts a a, a name in my mind for someone I haven't talked to in like a long time, this rando person that I haven't talked to in weeks. It's like this person I have, like I, I needs prayer, you know, I'm like, okay, and it doesn't even stop there where it's like, okay, I'm in my prayer time. I'm praying for this person. And then God gives me a word for this person. So I reach out to them and be like, hey, how are you doing? God asked me to speak to you in this way and encourage you in this way. And and then God uses me there too, you know? And so like your prayer life doesn't have to actually stop with like, okay, God, I'm going to just tell you what's on my heart and what's on my mind and what I feel like I need to pray for. And then... Amen. <laughs> you know, but it's difficult um, to do prayer this way, I realize, because that means you have to actually sit and listen, you know, and it, it's funny because sometimes like everyone's saying like, oh, like it's hard to sit and listen to God. Um, but that's the thing. It's the common thing that I feel like people do is they're like, oh, God, like, I really want this and I really want this to happen. I need to know if this is the right way. OK, tell me. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then we wait and then we wait and like, OK, God, are you going to tell me if this is the right way? Are you going to tell me what the right thing to do is? And it's like. If we keep expecting God to just show up and speak to us to give us the answers that we want or yeah. the or give us an answer in any type of way. We can be open, be like, okay, God, give us whatever answer. But in the context of what we want to hear, rather than leaving it open for him to speak to us in any way, like we're, it's just going to get frustrating, you know? And I feel like even if in, in our relationships with other people, imagine just going to a friend and being like, okay, so like, this is what I want to talk about. And uh, give me an answer. <laughs> like, tell me what the answer is. It's like, that's not. And then yeah. <laughs> and then goodbye. Yeah. Like, I think that you're honestly using that relationship for your own benefit. And so all that to say, our prayer lives should, when we say like, oh yes, prayer is a conversation with God. It's a way that I can connect with God. Then make it make it like that because i don't think we're ever taught how to pray it's just like okay communicate with god but it's like when we see god as a a as a friend we will not we oftentimes we will not talk to him the way that we do we will not pray to him the way that we do right and so yeah with prayer I think that it needs to um, encompass a lot of listening, more listening than speaking, if anything. Right. And you know what? Thank you, Jesus. Hold on. I was reading Job the other day. 
and was it in Job? Hold on. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Um, so Job chapter 33. This is so amazing. Um, so in Job 33, verse 13, it says, Why do you complain to him that he responds to no one's words? Let me read that again. Why do you complain to him, to God, that he responds to no one's words? For God does speak. Now one, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. Like, because Job is complaining, like, well, God, why don't you hear me? Why don't you like, why? Like, like, I need to bring my petition up to you. I need to, you know, bring my argument and complaints up to you. And you do not hear me. You do not see me. When it says, and, and I love Elihu because he waits till the very end. He's like, y'all need to shut up and listen to me y'all are older than me and i was trying to respect you but y'all are dumb so listen to me <laughs> that's basically what he says and he says oh but truly like it's very eloquently said but that's the gist of what he's trying to say and he's saying like why are you complaining that god doesn't respond to people because he does god speaks for god does speak now one way and then now another though no one perceives it like God does speak in many different ways. And he talks about like, oh, like God talks in visions and he also talks to angels and messengers and, and God talks in so many different ways to us. He speaks to us and he wants us to hear and listen, but we do not perceive it. And I think that that's our problem is that we are so focused on getting our argument across and getting our, our message across to God that we do not actually perceive when he does speak. And then we complain about it. <laughs> and so if we're talking about growing in intimacy with God through prayer, specifically one of the pillars of the faith, I think it has to do a lot with listening. And we need to change our idea of what prayer looks like, because if we think prayer is us speaking, then we're wrong. When we say that we are praying to the Lord, yes, it has to do with us also communicating our feelings and, and speaking to God. But it mostly has to do with us listening and perceiving what he has to say and being open minded to how the Lord is going to speak to us. Right. And so, um, yeah, so God does speak. And whenever people say like, oh, yeah, God's not speaking to me. Um, let's switch it up. Let's switch it up. Um, but yeah, so prayer, that's one of them. And um, let's move on to the second one, scripture, which is a great transition um, into what we just said, um, scripture, like why scripture is a way of growing intimacy with God. Scripture is one of the ways that God speaks. And he just did it right now. <laughs> he literally just did it through, through me reading Job. Um, and the one thing that I say about scripture is that that it, scripture is my life manual if you want to know anything about this life go to scripture there's an answer and, and honestly it's a it's exciting to be able to use scripture as a way of discovery of what this world was meant to look like without sin like it's so fun and this is why i love scripture and this is why i i um, love digging into scripture because one it makes me smarter 
truly. And, and people are like, oh my gosh, you're so wise. Yeah, because it's in here. So, you know? so scripture, like it, it gives us insight into things about this world. Like God created the whole world and he gave us scripture as a way of insight to understand this world, right? And, and give us wisdom that we could never understand just from ourselves, right? Because we are a part of what we need to understand. Like we need to understand ourselves. How many times have we looked at ourselves and be like, I, why do I act this way? How many, how many times do we look at ourselves and be like, I don't even understand why I'm like this. Why do I act like this? Like why? Like in, oh oh, God, I, I don't know what the exact scripture is, but there's a verse that says like you do the things that you don't want to do and you don't do the things you want to do in Ephesians. Oh, thank you. I don't know. Um, someone find it, (laughs) but it's like, why, why are we like this? And you know what? It shows us, it shows us in here, you know? Okay. So we've confirmed that the verse is from Romans seven, verse 19. And I have it highlighted on my um, Bible app. Uh, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. Uh, Amen. (laughs) Why are we like this? Why are we like this? Like the evil I do not want. I don't want the evil, but I keep doing it. Why are we like this? And that's why we need the Bible. Because I think, like it says in scripture too, it's like our flesh is weak, right? But we are strengthened through the spirit. And so, um, yeah, Uh, if, if we have the heart posture and the mindset that, this scripture is literally our life manual it has the answers to like hopefully i'm uh, like i i choose to believe that i'm not stupid and so i'm not just gonna do things because i feel like they're right i want them to be right and that's what i'll follow and that's why i follow scripture to be honest because i don't want to do anything stupid and i don't want to be an idiot and the bible is what gives me um the truth and wisdom that so that I can live righteously and and I don't have to guess I feel like we guess we try to find like oh how do you live a a good life how do you you know yeah like when it's all here you know um and so I encourage people to to even dig deeper and this is I'm just talking about surface level about each of these four pillars right and so I encourage you to dig deeper because I can even talk about the Old Testament and the New Testament and and um, and all those things. Like I prefer the Old Testament, which is a really surprising thing for most people. I love the Old Testament. And I fell in love with the Old Testament simply because I went to seminary. I did biblical studies and um, it changed my whole perspective on how I read scripture. And I love the Old Testament because it actually shows us the heart of God outside of us being at the, at, mm, with us being involved in any way, right? Like the, the New Testament tells us about like how, um, how to live life after, you know, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, but the Old Testament is before all that. And it's not even for us. Well, I, well, it's for the Jewish people, <laughs> Jewish listeners. It is for you. Yes, it is your heritage. But for us Gentiles, 
it has nothing to do with us. It's not, it's not written for us. It's not written um, by us. It's written for the Jews, the Israelites. It has nothing. To, but thing is, it is the still, it's still the same Yahweh God that we worship. And so the, when we read the Old Testament, it's actually showing us who God is and the character of God and the heart of God without us being at the center of any of it, without us being involved in any way. It's like, who is God outside of what he is doing for me and what he is for me, right? And so um, I, I, that's why I love the Old Testament because it really just shows me who God is. And so I can go on a tangent about the scripture because I love it. But, um, and even like how to read scripture and all that stuff, like we can go more in depth about that. But yeah, like the scripture needs to be, um, it's a living word. It literally goes across, you know, generations and cultures and everything. And you can understand it and receive from it and receive the same revelation from it. Even if you're in a different culture, you're in a different life stage or in a different, you know, um, you grew up a different way. You grew up in a different denomination. You can still receive the revelations that come out of this scripture because it's a living word. And how fun is that? Personally, I think it's so fun. Um, but yeah, so that that's scripture. So we talk about prayer and scripture and um, I'll talk about fellowship next. Um, because I feel like I got a question this past Sunday about fellowship, um, because I feel like fellowship is something that I, I, um, I struggle with, but also that I've found ways to, um, you know, implement more in my life. And, um, I think fellowship really changed for me when I started to implement the Acts 2 church into my reality, um, where I didn't think that act, the Acts 2 church was just a church that only happened in this context, but it's something that I expected from the church community that I have now, right? And um, and in in um, in Acts 2, they met in homes, they met, you know, frequently, everything they had, they shared, um, and they sacrificed for one another, and whenever someone was in need, that they were there for each other and um, they also met in each other's homes and they broke bread together you know and I think when I started to um, when I started to go to Queensway the current church that I go to now almost almost two years ago now I think yeah starting in September it'll be two years and um, the biggest shift that happened when it came to community and my church was when I started to call it home. And uh, I think when we go to church and we still consider it a community outside of our comfort zone, it's some way, some place that we just go to sing songs and to uh, listen to our pastor speak and that's it. It's very limiting and constricting and you can go every single week and not have fellowship at all. But that's the thing. How can you live in a home and not know who you're living with? How can you live in a home and not do the chores and not serve? Right. When we like, it's honestly about perspective and the mindset that we have when it comes to all of these different, um, 
these different pillars is when I started to consider my church home, um, it changed the way that I interacted with the people where it's like, hey, I don't have a choice now. (laughs) I don't have a choice where I can just sit and then listen and then leave. That's a guest. That is a guest in the home. If you just come and you say hi in your buys and and you just get to experience for a little bit and then you leave, that is a guest. You're a guest in our home. But that's the thing, if your church is your home, then you should be able to come in there, full vulnerability, act, praise, do whatever that 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 makes you comfortable and not feel like you're gonna be judged for it. That is what our home should be like, right? And um and that's why like we have for our young adults and our youth and and our tweens we actually have a separate building outside of the main building called the factory and um and for the past two years i have been going to the factory multiple times a week because i now serve in worship ministry i now you know i also go there to just hang out sometimes and uh, i've gotten closer to the people because i now just I've chosen to see them as my family. I've chosen to to see them as people who are not just people that I know from the church, but people that I am doing life with. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it that the church had become my home uh, when I went to the factory one day. And um, and usually it's locked because, like, obviously, and um, and I rang the doorbell. And uh, one of our pastors, his name is Ebby, Ebenezer. He's the worst. <laughs> but also, he's great. Whatever. Um, so I, I rang the doorbell, and I just kept knocking on the door. Like, Ebby, open the door. Ebby, open the door. <laughs> and it's honestly, uh, the reason why I went there was because I had work, and I had worship practice um, like a couple hours after I was finished work, and I had nowhere to go. So I was like, might as well just go to the factory and just take a nap, you know? And I was like, yeah, we open the door. And he's like, and he opens the door. He's like, oh, come in. <laughs> you know? And it like, it, it felt so natural for me to just assume that this is my place that I go, right? Like, this is the place where I can go and take a nap, you know? And But the thing is, when you feel like a place is foreign, you'll never be able to have the openness to be able to do that. And I think that that kind of changed the way that I, I interacted with people because well the people at, at church because now I saw them as people that were non-negotiables in my life you know and and when you start to see people as non-negotiables in your life you start to build trust and you actually start to care about each other deeply and um And they stop being just people that you see on a Sunday, but people that you actually, like, you grow intimacy with. And and this actually grows your intimacy with God because they actually start to be the image of Christ to you. And you allow them to be, you know. And even um, they get to speak life into you. And I would never be able to start this podcast or do anything that I, I... I'm doing for the Lord if I didn't have the encouragement of the people of my church like literally like I was telling Jamie that I posted some of the clips from the first episode immediately my church family 
they were like, we're on this. We're posting this on our Instagram. Like, like so much support and so much encouragement from my church family. And that's the thing. I expect it. I expect it. I expect nothing less from my church family because we got each other's backs, you know, and, and I can see um, God encouraging me through them. Like they are being the image of Christ to me. And, and um, that actually makes me want to go further and deeper um, working for the kingdom, you know. And so um, that's fellowship and then um, and worship. And I think worship is what some people are, are skim over because it's like, oh, worship is, is singing and, you know, worship music, right? Like when we talk about worship in a church service, we're talking about, obviously we're talking about, oh, the, the song singing portion, the music portion, right? But the heart, like we said, it's the mindset behind the pillars, the heart behind worship is to glorify God and to acknowledge who he is and that's it like that's it like it's it's to sit and contemplate and give honor and glory to God for who he is and that's the thing it doesn't have to be musical right and it's like how do we implement worship into our lives I'm not a singer I don't play an instrument and <laughs> that's not what worship is worship is the contemplation and the and the acknowledgement of God being the Lord and and the creator and just all of his characteristics pick one just pick one characteristic of God and choose to worship him for who he is right like a lot of times the ways that I implement worship in my daily life, I, I do sing and I do play an instrument. I know it's easy sometimes for me, but like if you don't play an instrument and if you don't um, feel like even people who do play instruments, if you don't feel like musical worship is a, a natural way for you to worship God, a lot of times the way that I do it is I literally just lie down and I just think of one characteristic of God, the way that I'm experiencing God right now. And I just think about that. And I just sit with it and I think about it. And a lot of times for me, the way I do it is journaling, right? And it's like, and even if it's going out on a walk and looking at nature and being like, God, you created all these things. God, I, I, I just want to praise you and, and, and worship you right now and acknowledge your sovereignty over the world right now. You know, like whatever God has has created you to be and the ways that he has created you to glorify him just do that right and I think people overlook that because they think it's just a musical thing when it's not it's worship and and acknowledge who he is in the way in the ways that he has made you to right but that's the thing it has to be intentional the worship part has to be intentional and that's why I feel like so it's overlooked because we assume it to be just singing songs. And, and, and it's true. We can't sing songs. And the thing is, sometimes having worship music playing so that you can worship, like, there's a reason why it's called worship when we sing songs, because it, it, it induces and it gives us words that sometimes we can't say ourselves, right? Like, I'm li I've been listening to Firm Foundation a lot this week. Um, and the first words like 
uh, well, at some point, the words are like, Christ is my firm foundation, right? And sometimes we don't have the words to worship God with. And we're like, I don't know, I'm not good with words. And, and worship songs do give us that, right? And But honestly, I feel like there, there needs to be a form of worship in our lives that is outside of the... Um, outside of of the words that have been created by others right it's like what is generally coming from me right not out of uh, the words that that this song has has told me about you but what how am i worshiping a god that actually comes from my personal experience with him and so um it's very nuanced and it can be a little bit complicated but ask god how he would like to be worshiped goes back to prayer too it's like how god how would you like to be worshiped not in the ways that i feel like you need to be glorified but how do you want to be worshiped through my life you know and and implementing those things as well but yeah those are just like the four and i've only talked very broadly about the four pillars um but if if there is a feeling of stuckness if there's a feeling of like oh i'm stuck like i i don't know how to grow in intimacy with god i feel like i've grown lukewarm and i hate it or i feel like i've i've seen what i had to see (laughs) and and that's it but that's wrong that that is one the enemy talking and that is also our us trying to fit god into our brains when that it won't work he created our brains like he knows it's very limited right and so there's so much more to who god is there's so much more than what we have experienced whether you are 20 or 10 or 75 or 50 it doesn't matter there is still so much more and and you can still have so much awe of god no matter what your age is right and he will continue to reveal that to you going back to what we read in job if you're willing to perceive it (laughs) if you're willing to if you're willing to let go of what you have seen and just put god in a box of that's how god works if you're willing to let go of that and be willing to experience him in a very different way right um and so like I said, what I do is I, every so often, when I feel led to, I do a check-in with with the four different pillars. It's like, how am I in these four different aspects of the faith? And sometimes I'm better in one and worse in the other, right? But usually they're very similar. Like if they're bad, they're all bad. If they're good, they're all good. But sometimes, like, they're, like on, a, on a regular basis, scripture is something that's very easy for me. Yeah. Like, I take scripture and I'm like, yes, yum, 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 give me more. Like, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. But, like, prayer, honestly, sometimes it's very difficult. Because to sit and to listen is very hard. It's very difficult. Um, and sometimes I just want to talk, 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 God, this is it, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, okay, well, then you're not actually receiving anything because all you're doing is using me as a you know what is this thing called like catholics use like where it's like the there's the confessional? yeah the confessional yeah. you're just using me as a confessional mm. right yeah. um 
when it's like, no, it's like we need to be listening to what the Lord has so that we can actually be filled during our times of prayer. A lot of times we think that we're not being filled in our times of prayer because we're not listening <laughs> when we can, when we can be filled by God, when we listen. So, um, so yeah, that's the reasons why I, I sometimes struggle with, with prayer. Um, and so what I, uh, during my discipleship times, what I encourage my disciples to do is to take what you're strong in, look at what you're strong in out of the four, what are you strong in and continue to, to lean into it, actually make it stronger, right? Ask God, God, like, how can I actually go deeper with you in the ways that I'm strong, right? Like, as I'm reading, but like I told you, like scripture is a, a pillar that's very naturally I'm, I'm very strong in God. How can I make this something that's more, um, you know, like actually make it a little bit more structured or it does come naturally to me, but like, how can I go more in depth with you in this? And how can I challenge myself to actually see more of who you are through scripture and then take the ones that you're not that um, strong in ones that are a little, a little bit weaker and actually put less structure on it and allow the Holy Spirit to work in those areas. Like even, especially in prayer, I don't, mm, yes, it is one of my weaker ones, but it's the one that I feel like I try to allow the Holy Spirit to lead the most in. Right. Because I feel like the more that I start, like, oh, like, I, I need to structure my prayer. I need to make sure, like, because I'm bad at prayer, I need to set this time and, and this time for prayer. And this is what I'm going to pray about. And the, the harder it becomes for me. But the thing is, if I let the Holy Spirit lead and I'm just like, God, like, you know what? I suck at, at, at praying because I suck at listening. And uh, I feel like I just have a bunch to say. And I feel like my what I have to say is worth more than what you have to say. <laughs> um, and I can't change that on my own. I need you to change my heart and, and allow prayer to be something that is, that is something that I can grow in and you need to do that. I can't do that. So I let go of control of the things that I can't do. And I give you the freedom to help me grow in it. Right. Um, and so that's what I encourage everyone to do. Uh, if you feel like, whether you feel like you're in a rut or not, whether you're in, you feel like you're in a great relationship with God right now or not, is to look at these four different pillars and do a check-in and be like, okay, intentionally, how can I grow and how can I um, implement more of each of these different aspects into my life? And if you'd like me to go more in, in depth in one of them, or all of them. I can just talk about each one in a separate episode. But challenge yourself to really be honest of what each area of the faith looks like for you. And 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 bring that up to the Lord. Right? Um, because if you feel like you're in a rut, if you feel like you don't know where else to go in your relationship with God, this is a great place to start. Um, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, I feel like we've gone very long, so, um, we'll end here. And, uh, if you guys want me to talk about anything else, 
let me know. Uh, and I, I might, I honestly, I might, I might not, I might not listen to you, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and I'll check you later. Bye.